You're listening to the Down the Pub podcast, Canada's premier football show. Head to downthepub.ca to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Welcome to this episode of the Down the Pub podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Abbott. There's been some big football news coming out of Barry, Ontario in the last couple of weeks with the formation of 1812 FC Barry. We wanted to get the inside scoop, so we chatted to the man with the plan, fellow Dubliner Ronan Cordell, and 1812 FC Barry board member Peter Rako. It's an incredible story, and I'm sure it's going to inspire many other clubs throughout Canada to do the same. What they've achieved in such a short space of time is jaw-dropping. Uh, Canada needs projects like this to grow our game, so please, please, please give them as much support as you can. As always, you can follow our show on Instagram and Twitter. Head to downthepub.ca to subscribe so you never miss an episode. So please sit back, relax, and on with the show. Welcome to this episode of the Down the Pub podcast. We are joined by my fellow Dub and I don't know if I'm saying this right, Kempenfelt crew founder. Yeah, not bad. Close enough. Thanks, man. Uh, Ronald Cordell and uh, 1812, sorry, 1812 SE Barry executive advisor. Is that your proper title, Peter? Yeah, so I sit on the board of 1812, so I helped found the company. Uh, or founded the the uh, organization. So you got to make the uh, the title yourself. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it's executive advisor sounds really fa- fancy. Yeah. Right? You wonder what? Because at the end of the day, there there's there's a bunch of roles and resources that that we have to comb through and, and fill. So we were at the onset, we're not we weren't over overly particular with how we uh, how we came up with our roles and titles. So. Nice. Uh, yeah. So know, uh, we'll uh, be putting the pieces in place in the front office staff. You know, as the day goes by. But um, at this point, we're all kind of wearing every hat. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And every scarf. So uh, Exactly. That's so, right. So, so P- Peter, uh, is it Racco or Rako? How do you say your last Racco. name? You got it Racco. right the first time. Okay, thanks. Exactly. Uh, so Peter's here. And then obviously we've got regular Barfly and Pain in the Arse, uh, Carlos for this too. I like this. <laughs> I like that. that. That new title. You were talking yeah. about fancy titles like Pain yeah. in the Arse. Yeah. yeah. I no, like that one. The, you've got the one that everybody's after. Sorry. Executive pain in the ass. <laughs> Thank <Yes>. you. <laughs> there we go. There we go. So welcome to the pub, lads. So um, Ronan, it's going to start with you first. Uh, so first of all, you're you're from Dublin. So how did you end up in Barry, Ontario, and what attracted you to the city? Well, I came over to Canada in 2008 with like a load of Irish people when kind of things went a little bit tits up back at home, and uh, I was only supposed to stay for a year. And uh, I came over with a buddy of mine and he went home after four weeks and kind of left me in Toronto. <laughs> and then, uh, as you do when you, uh, I met the missus and uh, ended up staying. So I lived in Toronto for, I think it was like six, seven years, something like that. And then the missus got a job up here. So we ended up moving up to Barry and yeah, haven't looked back since. And it, it's been a great home for me ever since, yeah. So uh, are you... Are you saying that you're still here illegally? Is this an exclusive for the Down the Pub podcast? <laughs> no, 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 yeah. I've been a permanent resident for a while. I haven't sworn my oath of allegiance yet. So. <laughs> that's, 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 that's the bit that put me off too, man. So um, where, where did the idea for the uh, Kempenfeld crew come from? And um, where does, where's the name originate from? Um, 
Right, well, the idea for the Kempfell crew, well, one, it was, there's a bit of a, there's a bit of a soccer vacuum here. One is like, I've always been a massive fan and uh, I used to go and see Toronto FC a little bit when I was in Toronto and then you move up here and then there's, there's suddenly nothing. And then I was getting all really excited about um, the Canadian Premier League start and you can see all these like supporters group pop up all over the place. So it was after the first year and then I realised that like the way there was supporters groups for teams like in Mississauga and out in Saskatchewan and stuff like that. So I was like, you know, this is the perfect opportunity as as football's booming in this country to try and start something. So uh, so we started up the Kentonville crew and basically Barry uh, is is located on uh, Lake Simcoe and it's on the bay and the bay is called Kentonville Bay. Okay, awesome. So that's and, why um, we call ourselves Kentonville crew. Just before I pass it out to Carlos, so um, like how does how does anyone start like your your as you said like there's a bit of a vacuum there and you decide to start the, uh, the the supporters club, but how does anyone start to create a brand new football club? That's a whole different dimension. Like where did all this like where did you where was your first step? <laughs> yeah, this is the, you know I want to write this one down because I get it muddled in my own head. But basically, everything started <laughs> from one post on Reddit. Like you couldn't make this up. So it started off on one post on Reddit where it was like, I put on the, the, the Barry Reddit and was like, here, this Canadian Premier League has been a great success. Like, basically, who wants to be uh, join a supporters group apart from we're going to be proactive in getting the team here? So then uh, uh, Jacob Sanderson was the first one to get back to me and another guy, uh, Cesar Melendez, got back to me. And from there, it just grew. So it was like fake it until you make it. So we started up with a petition, jumped onto LinkedIn, got like Niall Quinn, Danny Dicchio, Tom Same Fed, like other people to sign it. And from there, you know, got all the family and friends to, to, to sign it. So it went over to 100. So that then we went to the local media and they ran a story about us and put us on the front page, which gets delivered to all the houses in, in, in Barry. So from there, at least, you're legitimised and there, from there we were able to get like another interview done on like Barry today with uh, Sean Gibson who's actually um, one of our members now but uh, I'm from uh, CBC got in touch radio and then they had me on for an interview and yeah it was Probably crazy yeah. market eh yeah, yeah it was, you couldn't make this stuff up like, I, don't, no. I don't really know how you do it it's like it, don't it look quite the like, story you know it is quite the story and, and, I, and I think I got first uh uh, and I don't know, Rowan probably remembers this, but I first got involved. I saw this petition going around, and I said, "I got to chat with you guys." So chatted with Rowan, and that was kind of the the I would say the prequel to to my involvement. Now, uh, fast forward six months, you know, we meet we met again, and uh, you know, this time with with much more steam. So that's crazy. Uh, it's like it's so funny, like how. You know, just a, a, one person's rumbling of an idea just has created this ama- amazing um, uh, club. In, viral. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, far away there, Carlos. Um, how, how's, the, how's the football scene in Barry? If you can guys tell us more, like, do you guys, yes. I'm, you guys yeah. are being from Barry, like, can you guys tell us, like, I know it has a big potential, this club, and it, and it is one yeah. of the best, best things ever. Uh, what was the vision of this? Because, and if yeah. it relates to the scene in Barry. Yeah, so. You know, Barry. I know for for and I'll uh, take a little jab at the GTA guys. I know for for mm-hmm. for a lot of people think Barry's you know some some far far away town in northern Ontario, but you know it's about an hour hour and a half north of, north of uh, the GTA. But depending mm-hmm. on where you're at, from a footballing standard, I mean, Ronan, you can jump in if you want, uh, you know, at any point here. But 
but it, you know, it's, it's high. It, it, it isn't, um, you know, off the map right now. It, it has a good football culture. There's about 17 different youth organizations within the Heronia region. So, um, you know, that, that's a, that's a big number, right? Uh, there's about, there's over 10,000 different youth, youth participants in, youth, in, in football uh, in the Heronia region. The largest club by, um, you know, a, a good margin is Barry Soccer Club. They have about 20, 2,200 members. Um, so, you know, and Barry Soccer Club is our partner. We, we work very close with them. So, so we know them a little bit better at this point than, but we, we know them better at this point than the rest of the clubs in the, in the area. But, uh, you know, they, they've been starting to do very well. Uh, Will, um, Will and Mark have done a tremendous job there. I don't know to help grow that program. Uh, they're the, I believe it was the, you know, their women's team, that I forget the exact age, the women's team has seen a lot of success recently. I know they went as far as the finals in the OSA Cup um, a couple of years ago. So. That's, that's great. And how is uh, the, like, the, the scene like with the supporters? Like now you have, uh, uh, this is to uh, Ronan, uh, you guys have like 100 for the start. And when this idea came up, uh, what was the most challenging part for you guys to put up? I know, I'm sure that it was easy, but I'm sure like, every idea execution requires some challenges what was the most difficult part for you guys to 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 start from from the bottom you know as a supporters group um i think we're going through the biggest challenge now at the moment um because like the usual thing is is to have meetups you know um so like as as this every time we've had a like a story or a little bump in the media or like you know an announcement or anything like that we've seen our little numbers in our supporters club go up so the main thing that we're running off now is actually a whatsapp group so i don't know in the whatsapp group there might be 35 or something like that which is pretty decent for a team that's not going to kick a ball for about the best part of a year but uh, how you grow that would be usually having meetups and that kind of thing. We want to have pub quizzes and banner painting nights and all that kind of stuff. But like we're, we're at the moment, just trying to, to come up with ideas to keep everybody engaged. So like, you know, there on the last weekend, you know, we had a little bit of a Zoom meeting and I was sitting here actually exactly where I am now having a few cans with, with some of the guys mm -hmm. and, you know, the ones where we're going to watch some games and maybe yeah. like, have a, at least like a headset on where you can talk to everybody when you're watching the games and that kind of stuff. But this is yeah, just a, we, this is the new normal. Ronan, right the, now. you know, we had a town hall a couple of weeks ago uh, before we publicly announced Julian de Guzman. Um, so from the club perspective, we want to help. We have been helping. We want to help. We want to make sure that the the base here, the core here that we have, that Ronan's, uh, Jacob, Caesar, Shelley, and the group has grown. We want to make sure that base is it isn't just left. Uh, you know, sitting there uh, by themselves. Uh, yeah. From a club perspective, we're, we're just making sure we're driving transparency information and help help uh, facilitate, I guess, some of these uh, discussions. The GTA, it's a, it's a very multicultural, um, how do you say this, a, a region um, in Canada. Like there's, there's different people from different backgrounds from all over the world. How important is this for, for you guys? Uh, because football unites the world it's, it's to me it's the best sport i know we're yeah. driven by hockey by, yeah. by we were a country driven by by hockey but uh in terms of football wise um how important is the multicultural part of the gta helping you guys to grow this as a club as a supporter base well yeah, if I think Barney we'll... is just sorry go on 
Yeah, no, no, go, go for it, please. Well, Barry's just outside the GTA, but um, in the seven or eight years that I've been here, you can see the demographics are definitely changing. Um, with the Toronto house prices and that kind of thing rapidly going up, that means that a lot of people are moving further north because mm -hmm. basically you, you can't afford to buy a shed in Toronto at the moment. Yeah. So that means that the, as like what you're saying, the, the demographics and, uh, and the, the multiculturalism of Toronto is moving up here. And like exactly what you said, it's, it's the world's game. Yeah. You, you can see that. Like it's, it, the place has changed a lot in even the short time that I've been here. But yeah, again, we're, we're tapping into that. And especially with the World Cup coming in, in 2026, like, it's going to be a massive explosion. Definitely, definitely. And all the best to you guys. Go for it, Anthony. Yeah, uh, just, just for yourself, Peter, how did you actually come on board with the whole thing? I, I, know you've yeah. got a, I know you've got a wealth of experience there, like you work for KP. Yeah, no, absolutely. So it's kind of, a, it's really just the next steps of almost Ronan's and the, the sequence of events from, from where Ronan left off of his story. So, you know, I think there was just a tremendous local push from guys like Ronan. And, and I think they started got, getting a lot of attention, a lot of eyeballs out there. I'm pretty in the weeds in terms of Canadian soccer, as I think you'll learn going along this conversation. Um, so, so that caught my attention right off the bat. And uh, I think there's a common theme between everybody here in our group here at 1812, as well as uh, the Supporters Trust is that, and Barry Soccer Club, is that everybody here ultimately has a fundamental goal of growing the game of soccer in Barry, but also in Ontario and in Canada, and, and growing that culture. Um, so, um, you know, from a supporters perspective, uh, from an econ economy perspective, an ecosystem perspective, um, having people involved in the game of soccer and growing this, um, you know, we all have kind of had that common theme. Um, but but I I, uh, I reached out to Barry uh, to Ronan after I saw this petition and uh, offered a little bit of uh, advice I would say and, and just really talked to him, listened to what they were trying to do and um, and provide a little bit of feedback and support. Um, our initial conversations were were just that very initial, very brief, uh, and then um, you know from there Ronan kept on plugging away. So kudos to him and the team uh, and Barry and. He met up with Andrew Wilgus. Andrew Wilgus is a he is a gentleman out of New Jersey. He owns the Atlantic Atlantic City Football Club. Um, they've done tremendously. Won the NPSL and have quickly become and are becoming one of those flagship franchises of that league. Um, so he's established himself. He and, he and he's done it in a very diligent way uh, and a sustainable way. Um, so that you know, so so Ronan partnered up with Andrew on this. Andrew. Um, we got reconnected the, the, the group and uh, and I said, look, this is something that I believe in. It's something that really, I think could have a tremendous impact in Canadian soccer. And that's why I'm doing this, right? It's not, it's not, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, and, and we can get into Julian de Guzman because I'm sure there's a lot of questions on that. We can get into <laughs> that uh, later, but, but it's the same reason why he's doing this is that, you know, I look at the Peronia region and I'm thinking, wow, there's 17 youth organizations that really have, uh, an incomplete pyramid structure right now. Um, the closest they can go is, is, is about an hour and a half to the GTA, an hour to the GTA. Uh, of course, there's Aurora Soccer Club that's uh, you know, North GTA that's only about 30, 45, well, 45 minutes from Barrett. Um, but um, there was no team uh, at, at the League One level or at a high-performance level um, that these kids could feed into. Um, you know, kudos to all the organizations that are there today. I think they've done a phenomenal job. 
but none of them have that professional men's team or, or senior men's team, I should say. Uh, so, so, you know, Andrew and I see eye to eye. We quickly realize here that maybe we're onto something and we want to know if we do this the right way, the way that we as football supporters would want this to be done. Uh, well, maybe we can build something pretty unique up here that not only, you know, supports a player development standpoint, but also stimulates this massive group of people in the Peronia region that love soccer and can say, hey, here's something that we can be proud about. Uh, you know, this team has a lot of the fundamental tenets that, that we loved in any soccer club, right? So, like, you know, being bold, being ambitious, being transparent, involving your supporters. Like, these are things that I think guys like you and I, it's, it's a normal. That's like, hey, if I had a club, this is what I want to make sure that we had involved with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think if, you know, if we can pull that off, great. I think there's something that not only will grow in Barrie, and Peronia region, but also guys like yourself that are soccer fans in Canada can can become attached to, you know. What you guys pull off, it's amazing. Uh, I've been following you guys on, on social media, and it looks like so dope, it's like so well, so well done. It looks like like one of the biggest club. Um, what is like executive wise? Like what's what's? I know sky's the limit, but yeah. What's next? What's up to next? I know you guys sign uh, the Guzman already yeah. but like in the in in the club wise like you know like the structure like what's the next for club, you guys? or, or in, in, uh, yeah Car- yeah so carl's yeah so you know uh, there's a lot frankly it's been as you can i bet you you get everybody can appreciate it it's not easy to to say hey i want to start a football club from the ground up um mm-hmm. you know so we've all been wearing multiple hats as i said earlier in terms of next next major announcements you know we have we, we announced julian de guzman um, yeah. We obviously announced that we'll be applying to League One. Um, we 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 have been fielding interviews for their technical director and head coach role for the men's team uh, and the reserve team over the last three four months since mm-hmm. July, and um, and we are set to announce uh, in probably November December. So that would be the, the, the next step. And I think, you know, what we were looking for throughout this process and, and you know, uh, actually, you know, and to your point, Carlos, and, and thank you for those kind words, by the way, I apologize for not thanking you earlier, but, but uh, we did receive a lot of attention because we, we are, you know, focused on doing this the right way. And I think that's a result of our diligence and our approach here. But, um, you know, so, so we got a lot of applications like, you know, just generally speaking, this Morton reach out has been tremendous. But in terms of uh, the coaching candidates, I mean, I think it's they're, they're folks that uh, and names that people will recognize here in on Canada. Um, um, good, good history, both from an international, from a uh, perspective, from a club perspective, uh, with a blend of, 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 ex- of League One experience. So, um, you know, we. I guess I'll kind of leave it that in terms of describing the type of talent that we were looking for, just to, to, to not essentially uh, give it, give it away. But, yeah. uh, but it was, uh, you know, I, th- I think what we're, what we're doing here is something that can provide really high level technical um, uh, footballing uh, individuals um, to the Heronia region. Uh, so again, that's really part of our mission here is that, you know, we want to elevate the level of play in the region. Uh, oh. so how are we going to do that? We're going to train up, we're going to bring in people that have solid experience in Canada uh, and at League One levels, and we're going to um, 
train up not just players, but also coaching staffs in, in all these different communities and clubs. It's wonderful. And one last one before I pass it to Anthony. Um, would you guys uh, consider maybe eventually like play, I know, friendly games, like aspiring games against yeah, 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 yeah. team? It's been on the maps. It's, it's been discussed because I know not only York 9, not only Forge, but yeah. there's uh, like even like we're from Halifax, like they can just easily travel to yeah. Barry just to play yeah. and, and, and do the know, training I think, there. I think a lot of these games do happen uh, mm-hmm. in some facets. But perhaps they're not publicly, you know, uh, pushed, you know, for, yeah. for, for public consumption. Like, certainly, it's part of our mandate that we we want to, um, you know, not only be competitive in the league that we play on in, pardon me, be competitive in hopefully the Canadian Championship um, and participate yes. in that in 2022. But we also want to make things interesting and exciting for the Saints. You know, if that's bringing in... Um, or, or, you know, having the privilege to bring in a CPL club to our ground. Like, trust me, we're, we're going to work on that. Like, that's something let that me, we let me, let me yeah, tell you, it's, it's a great idea also for the supporters part because having a team from the CPL aspiring with you guys, having the crowd, hopefully yeah. it's allowed and with this COVID. No, I love that. I love it's it. good for, love for, it. for the supporters, see their yeah. own team and, and see and the, 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 the team that is playing also having the, the vibe of the supporters just booing yeah, you. Yeah, no, and, and then hopefully, you know, good. you know, hopefully that resonates with the CPL club as well. I think we've had initial conversations with Angus. I know I listened to your guys' podcast with Angus a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, and he, he's been very open um, about a relationship, uh, you know, and, and also just general, you know, lending uh, words of wisdom very experienced guy that can obviously help us out. So uh, I'm all very optimistic that uh, there'll be uh, visiting clubs that come into Barrie and that, you know, we travel to, to play interesting exhibitions, uh, you know, and, and it, you know, for a club at our level, and I think for supporters like us, Anthony and Carlos and Ronan, like being able to measure up our, ourselves against other, other clubs that aren't necessarily in our, in our tournament or sorry, in, in our league is, it's quite interesting. And quite exciting. You know, it's it's not like you're saying, hey, you know, uh, Roma's going to come in and play an exhibition game against <laughs> MLS All-Stars where it's kind of like this meaningless game. It's, it's interesting, but it's like, hey, the, we're talking about grassroots football here and we want to establish our dominant, dominance in this place and to play a team from the, you know, the, uh, the equivalent of the League One in Quebec. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's interesting, right? Like that, that'd be interesting to go out and play, the, play a top team from the Maritime, play a, a top NPSL team. Um, you know, uh, like Detroit City or, or uh, these kind of guest type of uh, exhibitions certainly have a lot of interest within our soccer community, I think. And I think that could expand out to the Bear community. Nice. I just have a quick, this question for you, Ronan. Um, so just to kind of expand a little bit more on the supporters aspect of it, um, some of the clubs in the CPL have done it really well where they've engaged with the fans and the fans are really in with the club and then other clubs have been a little bit more kind of standoffish and really haven't done what they they should have done from the beginning. They've kind of had to reset themselves a a little bit. So going forward, like what, how will you, how are you going to engage with the fans and make sure that it's a fan kind of fan loved club where there's not that kind of big divide between the, the, the club and the fans. Well, the beauty of this club and again, the supporters end of things more at my end of things, but, um, the way that the way that Peter uh, uh, and Andrew and and Julian and all are sitting this club up, it's been set in stone that the that the, the, the supporters group is going to have a, a small say in in the club's running, and it, it, it's it's 
going to be something that I don't think has been done in, in, in Canadian football culture before, where the club and the fans are, are, are almost going to be as one, uh, and they're going to be in tandem. And it's been like everything that's that that that, that Peter's talking about so far. Um, like we are always in constant communication. Like any one of our fan group at any time can ask Peter, and they can ask Andrew questions, and it it's been very open. And uh, you, you just don't see that. Like it, it's going to be it's 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 going to be something very unique. Um, the way that the, the fan group and the the club are, are growing together, it's it, and merges one. It's like Sao Paulo in Germany yeah. or, or Racing in Argentina. Yeah, exactly. I mean, our, our thought here was. Look, we have a group uh, that's already established for us. We, we, you know, we have something very special and unique here. Let's not tarnish this. Let's not let's not waste it, right? So it was, um, you know, the idea was to bring in uh, Kevin Felt crew as a supporters trust that has a, a seat at the table. They're a board member. Um, so you know, we have a handful of board members, uh, six. Uh, with the Kempenfeld crew being one, with Barry Soccer being the other. It's amazing. And kind of similar to what happened in Halifax, where we had the privateers who almost started the club too, and they had an idea of bringing the CPL to the city, and they kind of just built it up from there. Yeah, so. yeah, I know. I mean, it's a – and we see it down we, – we've seen it, uh, you know, I, I think Philadelphia Union had a really strong supporters uh, group beforehand, obviously the privateers. Uh, there, there's ample case studies and we've seen like if you look at Detroit City and the growth that uh, the Northern Guard there I think it is uh, and how they have brought that team to another level now and continue to bring it to another level uh, there's we can we certainly appreciate uh, what the supporters can bring to the table and you know we're going to do absolutely everything in our power to make sure that we you know, build an environment that they can grow in it's amazing. And I guess like the big question that everybody's going to be asking is, is um, like how did Julian come on board? And is it true that Ronan, you were staking his house out waiting for him to, to, to leave in the morning? <laughs> 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 Knew it. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, Julian, is Julian coming on board really, really took us to, I'd say, or starting to take us to a, a new level. Uh, I, you know, Julian himself is just a tremendous individual that's, extremely devoted. I think I was thinking about this earlier, like what's the best word to describe the guy? It's like, this guy's devoted to Canadian soccer, you know, and he's a guy that, you know, probably doesn't need to be doing this, you know, like it's not like he's doing this for money or anything, but, but he's a guy that's devoted to Canadian soccer into building, uh, building that, uh, that legacy around Canadian soccer or to building up, we should probably say, uh, a d development in Canadian soccer. Um, I think, you know, when we originally talked to Julian, um, um, I think Andrew had the first conversation with him. Uh, but but essentially, that you know, we have we have we have a really interesting value proposition for you here. You know, uh, we have the opportunity to 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 kind of model out what soccer at this level should look like for an entire region of Canada, which um, and uh, you know, which which is quite unique. Is from a global perspective, if you think of like developed countries in the world, like there's really not that many opportunities like this. Um, so I know that Julian had conversations at the MLS level, at the CSA level, uh, at the CPL level. Uh, but, um, you know, for, 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 for whatever reason, uh, I think our value proposition interests him quite a bit. Uh, and there's probably a blend of personal and, uh, you know, family. I know Julian just, congrats to Julian. He just had a, a, 
my son just a couple of days ago. So, um, oh, wow. but, yeah, but, um, but yeah, like, you know, I think it was just a really interesting value proposition. Hey, let's build a ground club from the ground up in a region that is not really tapped. And, and here, here's your canvas. Like, let, let's do this. It's absolutely crazy uh, like that. It, it just seems like such a whirlwind, you know, like, I mean, it's like, it's, it's been like a year and a bit in the making, but, um, yeah. is, no, it, is, is he, I know he's been announced as the first president, but is he going to be involved on the on-field aspect of it too? Or is he just going to be strictly front office? You know, I, I, generally, I, I, frankly, it's up to him, right? True. We're hiring the pieces in place. Julian's going to oversee football operations. Like in all seriousness, Julian is absolutely going to oversee football operations. You have a guy that's all-time cap leader for Canada that's played in the top leagues in the world against the top players in the world, been in the best facilities in the world. Uh, and has a bet has you know access to the best training, right? So, uh, uh, you know, first and foremost, Julian, our president, head of football operations, had had of uh, you know from a business standpoint as well. Now, um, in terms of football and tactics, I mean, of course, there's going to be uh, you know a great report between the technical director, the head coach, Julian. They're all going to be working together on that. Um, uh, you know, is he going to be on, on the field each practice? I don't know. Uh, you know, I really don't know that answer to that question. <laughs> I, I, if I was a betting man, I would say I doubt it. I think he's going to be on the field a lot. Uh, but, uh, you know, the technical director, the head coach, the assistant coach, they, they have responsibilities that are carved out for them. And, uh, you know, running training and uh, and game days is that responsibility. So, so like, p- people probably thought you were absolutely nuts doing all this in the middle of – a global pandemic and i know people are always sick to death of hearing about it at this stage but yeah you guys but you guys really did have a, a unique situation where you'd start a football club in the middle of all this yeah well so you how know, you your plans and uh how have you guys kind of overcome the difficulties of uh, trying to promote everything without being able to get reporters and stuff into a room yeah well you know one thing is is that you know this isn't our league we're not playing in the cpl right we're, we're not at that level. Uh, that's a totally different animal. Um, so I really do appreciate that fine group of owners at the CPL and what they've done for Canadian soccer. Like kudos to them. Uh, going into the league one level is a little bit different. Uh, you know, it's a little bit more manageable, uh, but we're also confident that, you know, that, that there's a light at the end of this tunnel. You know, <laughs> I know, I know it's like, is there, but I, I guess I'm pretty confident that there is. Um, uh, over the next 12 months, six months, hopefully sooner, um, that we can resume to resume to kind of normal uh, and, and have fans out of game, have a fun, festive game day atmosphere uh, and, and game day uh, program. But uh, in terms of you know getting getting the word out, getting the message out, I actually it's a, it's, it's an interesting probably case study to say the least. Like. Is it actually, did we have a more captive audience now that, you know, we're all kind of at home and, and, and not doing much? Uh, I don't know. Uh, but, but obviously being in 2020, uh, we're a group that's uh, utilized technology. Every one of us uses, utilizes technology from uh, supporters in our daily lives and our daily jobs. So back in June, we had actually this, probably a more direct would answer question, but back in June, we had a, we had this discussion and I, you know, Andrew, this was before Julian came on and, and Andrew and I were talking and essentially landed at like, you know, part of our fundamental 
tenant of tenants of this club is to be bold and to be transparent. And in June, yes, we're in peak COVID, but yes, we want to start a football club. Like, so let, let, let's have these ambitions be known. Let's start cultivating that. Let's start feeding off and feeding, uh, you know, the, the Kemp and Felt crew beast that's forming out there in Barry um, and, and just fans around Canada. So it was, it, you know, it was a pretty easy decision to say, let's go, let's go ahead with this. I, from my, from my standpoint, I mean, there, I didn't really mull over too hard. I said, you know, let's, let's, let's do this. It's, it's something that, you know, whether it happens in 2020, 2021, 2022, at that time, you know, we, we all had believed it was going to happen. It kind of helped, I think, because like, I know when Andrew got back on to me, when things started ramping up into high gear, it was because for the first time he had time on his hands. Uh, I think with his, with his businesses and with Atlantic City FC, uh, with the MPSL being uh, postponed at that stage, and I think he had a team in the his team was supposed to be in the U.S. Cup, and uh, I think that was postponed as well. So, like, I think yeah, he finally had time on his hands, and it was like, all right, yeah, I've got time on my hands. We're do- we're doing this. We're getting this started. It's it's crazy, like how. Uh... You've made kind of the best of a bad situation. Then you know you kind of like yeah. brought this uh, this club together. So so Ronan, like for for the fans, like have you had time now to work out some chants and stuff like that? Like, is there any uh, particular songs you have in in mind? Yeah, no, we we we've gone over a few. Well, we we have before earlier when restrictions were lifted a little bit. We had a we had some meetups and that kind of thing, and yeah. We, yeah, we've worked on some. We've had a few drinks, and I, I, I've tried some out. Like, uh, you know, uh, I think "Lean on Me" is going to be the classic. That's going to be our "Never Walk Alone." That's a classic. Wayne it. felt it out. I love it. That was amazing, Carlos. We need to work on that for Halifax. We need to have like a a song song. You know, not just bars, privateers. That's just lazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Every, it's, every, that, it's the Titanic, man. The, my heart will go oh. on. It's becoming organically. Oh, he hates it, but people... You know what? That made, that made oh, our show. Actually, uh, the song up there in Halifax? Oh, like we were at the... At the, the, at the end, they're playing uh, the my, uh, my Heart Will Go On, that Titanic song. Awesome. Yeah, yeah we people, were, uh, pe- people awesome. are getting... He hates it, but people are getting into it, and I don't mind. Like, it, I like it, yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah. We, uh, there's some you know, I'm throwing it on this. Like we were tossing around ideas back and forth. Like that's there's awesome. Some, you know, there's, something wrong, there's something wrong with like 25 piss people singing "My Heart Will Go On" very, very badly. It just doesn't seem right. And I, well, I, I think Celine Dion is going to come to Halifax and start throwing <laughs> things at people. Well, you'll never walk alone. It started like that too. People were like, "What is this?" And now look at that. So, so obviously, he's made another huge statement of intent by announcing um, France's. Kajigawa, I could be saying it wrong, I'm sorry, uh, to the board directors, he was like, obviously he's a huge, huge part of yeah. Arsenal's history. Yeah, no, we're, we're all very excited about this. I mean, in, in a lot of different ways, right? Like, you know, you can unpack this announcement into, into, into various different ways, but just generally for Canadian soccer, I'm excited about it. You know, I think we've shown in the last t- 10 years that, you know, five years more, more recently, but there's really good Canadian footballers out there access to, and I think even the CPL we're seeing it with kind of not, not, I wouldn't say struggling, uh, but I know that they want to send a lot of players on loan and there's only so many spots. Right. And these decisions are made by people just like you and I, and it's really access to, to these opportunities. A guy like Francis comes in, you know, and he really can help uh, bridge, you know, the Peronia region, Ontario, to uh, opportunities in England, in South America, you know, at the championship level, at the League One level in England. 
uh, at, very, at any level, really, right? He can pick up the phone. He's a guy that's been doing it for 25 years at the highest level with Arsenal. Um, so, you know, we, we're very excited about that. The prospects uh, are the prospect of having him on our team. Um, you know, and I think, so that, that's one angle, you know, player access, I think, for the youth in the, in the area and, and the sort of get involved with 1812. Like there's, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot we can offer, obviously from a, you know, a today perspective of a, a training environment and, but also growth and, uh, and that player pathway between, you know, the, between Francis, Julian and the rest of the group, uh, you know, the, uh, by my tongue because the the Etsy named coaches also have very very good connections as well and uh, you know it, it, we're, we're developing a pathway um, that has very different various different channels um, and streams obviously the obvious CPL MLS NCAA CIS uh, in North America uh, but you know there's certain players and there's certain individuals that will have a need to go to different areas South America mm-hmm. Chile Peru. Uh, England, you know, Italy, other, other, other areas of the world. Um, and we want to make sure that, you know, what we're doing today helps uh, build out that pathway. You know, uh, Francis will also come in and help us uh, at a more tactical level um, with the club structuring, um, how we're, you know, working with Julian on, on training, on player selection, um, you know, for, as a scout for as many years as he's been, he, he loves football, loves watching tape, loves, um, you know, loves getting in the weeds a little bit. So, um, you know, there, you know, certainly Francis is, is, it's an honor to bring him in and, um, we're, we're hopeful that, you know, this, this relationship flourishes and sees successes quite soon. Yeah, like I mean, if I was a if I was a kid uh, in Ontario right now, I'd be like chomping at the bit. I mean, like you've got somebody who can, like get you anywhere if you're willing to put the work in and stuff like that it's, yeah. it's, it's great you know and yeah. um yeah and like, i think like it's just important to know that like everybody has different career pathways you look at um richie larray and tfc you look at jonathan rosario who went down to uh, uruguay for, for a bit um everybody has their career pathways and um you know it, it, we, we have to open up these channels to allow people to explore themselves and to explore themselves as a player uh, and not fit a one size all kind of mold that, Hey, this is a pathway. You're going to go play in NCAA after this, or you're going to go play in an academy or, or CPL, you know, reserve team or, or whatnot. Um, you know, we, having the different pathways, I think will help with, with, with uh, a plethora of different individuals in the locker. And uh, is there going to be having a, uh, a women's team as well as a men's team, I believe. Um, how important was that to, to, to have at this bit from the get-go? Yeah, that was really important to everybody in the group, uh, from Julian to Andrew to uh, Dave Goldstein. He's another partner of ours that's in, involved. Um, myself, Barry Soccer, Will, Mark, um, just everybody involved. Um, so the plan is, is, is you know, we want to create a sustainable soccer club and we can't do everything at once, unfortunately. Uh, but that doesn't kind of reflect our priority. Um, we're going to launch, our hopes is to launch a men's team in 2021, uh, pending the, the League One application. Um, that's kind of been processed today. And, um, and then the following year, launch a women's team. Now in each one of those years, we'll have a reserve team also come aboard. So mm-hmm. 2020, Pardon me, 2021, we'll launch with uh, League One's men team. In 2022, we'll have a League One's men and reserve team. 
It's great. That's incredible. And then great. in addition, in 2022, we'll, we'll add the women's team. And then in 2023, we'll then have the, you know, both men's and women's senior teams and both reserve teams. So by 2023, our hope is to have, you know, four, uh, the four teams within our club. That's incredible. I mean, so many, the, the plans are amazing. So, so Ronan, what, what are the, um, what, what's the vibe like in the city itself? Like, I mean, as we all know that Canada is an ice hockey country and uh, football kind of gets pushed down a little bit. Obviously, uh, Alfonso Davis um, doing what he's doing is kind of being pushed to the forefront a little bit. But uh, what's the buzz been like in the city itself with the project? No, it's been, it's, it's been very, very good. And I, Actually, since we've started this, and I'm going back to, to the Sporters Club again, a lot of the people that are getting in touch are, again, I suppose like myself, um, I felt a little bit isolated in my football support. And like, I, I didn't know how many other football supporters were out there <laughs> until I started. But you don't. It's because, like, how many couples move up to a new city and, like, you're in your 30s or whatever. And it's, it's, it's hard to make friends and, and mingle and that kind of thing, you know, and people are just watching games at home. But every time, as I said before, every time everything hits the paper, every time something on Twitter, you've got someone else getting in touch with you. Hey, man, yeah, this is great. And this supporters group is, is, is actually connecting people in the city, which is brilliant, you know, and it's, it's helped making friends and people are meeting up and, you know, but I think the main thing is there is a, there is a buzz around the place and I've heard the guys in work talking about and that kind of thing. But it, it, it's... Before this, I, I really didn't know how many other football supporters were in this city, and it, they're all starting to come out with the woodwork now. So, so, all you were actually looking for is just drinking buddies, right? Yeah, <laughs> in a nutshell. <laughs> but 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 here in Halifax, um, in the last like year year or two, uh, we've had like a Liverpool supporters club spring up. We've had the Manchester United fan club. Oh, really? So so you're right though. Yeah. It, it just takes that one person to. To start, start the ball over. rolling because people are just, as, as you said, like they're just embarrassed or it's just the social aspect of it is like trying to get something done off the ground. So, I mean, fair play to you for getting it out there and getting people started. And, you know, you have drinking buddies for life, as we said. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Again, it's, it's to do with barriers again. It's, it's a very fast, it's a fast growing city. Uh, I believe at one stage it was the fastest growing city in Canada. Wow. Um, so, like, I, I, I could be wrong here, but I think in this last, like, 30 years, you, you've got a population that went from 30,000 to somewhere near about 150,000. Holy mother. That's, that's incredible. Um, so, like, are you, um, so, so the, the, the crest itself, uh, where did that idea come from and who designed it? That was Andrew, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. So that, was, uh, yeah that, that, that came from Andrew. Um, he, 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 that's, he's passionate about uh, kind of that marketing side of the business. And, uh, We'll take a look at the crest right now while we're here. It looks great. I, I like it's a beautiful scarf though. Like yeah. kudos to that. It's it's yeah, it's, it's good quality too. You know, you get you get scarves now that you you order them and you, and you question like, what the heck did I just pay for? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you, Trust you know, me. This, this is you know like your classic. Yeah. Classic scarf. Um, so the the horseshoe I know is is in region is 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 the tip of the hat to the golden horseshoe which is the most populated area of Ontario. <laughs> and also the Barry Colts, the, um, the OHL hockey team, their logo is obviously a horse and it's in a horseshoe as well. So it's a little mm -hmm. bit of a tip of the cap to them as well. 
That's that's really cool to kind of keep is, that local connection. Is, is there is there um, any any mantra, for example, like for Halifax, uh, the Halifax Wonders have the 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 mantra that is together from away, you know, uniting people from overseas all together by a club, by an idea. Um, is there any sort of mentality that you guys um, are are having now, or maybe in the future planning to do that? You know, because your history is so rich. Um, I learned so much from you guys on the media and, and talking to you guys. And I feel like your, your story is very fascinating and maybe adapt that uh, in, into what is that going to be the future of the club? Do you guys have that sort of mantra or mentality? Yeah. I mean, I think I, I, I hope so. I mean, that's kind of what we're, what we're trying to do here. I mean, just think of a, if we kind of reflect back of what's kind of progressed over the last six months, you know, you've had a, a club that's risen through a supporters push. Uh, uh, you know, uh, then we have a group of individuals that are organizing this that want to, that basically gave, you know, the, the rightful seat for the club on the board and to make sure that we hold on to that culture. Um, you know, and, and, and that, as I spoke to a bit, a bit earlier, that one key tenant that we're really holding on to is transparency with our supporters group, making sure that they're along the way ever, not just them, but actually all, all Canadian soccer fans are along the way throughout this journey. Um, I think it can be pretty interesting uh, no matter where you are. If, if you're a football supporter and you're kind of seeing this happen before your eyes, uh, you know, you're going to get interested, but, uh, but certainly with, with, with the, the, you know, the supporters trust there, there's that uh, two way kind of connection. That's, that's you know open at all times really that's great and what's the uh what's the the long-term goal here is it to get into the cpl or are you guys happy with league one ontario like is that is that your ultimate goal yeah um you know i i, I think well you know first of all if we kind of take a look at what the cpl has done in such a short period of time uh quite impressive like really impressive from the guys at you know halifax um to to Scott Mitchell and, and caretaker Bob at the, in Hamilton, um, thoroughly across the league. I think what we what we've seen is we've seen a group of individuals that have come together um, both with their with their effort as well as with their dollars and support a league now uh, in a way that's really we've never had. We've never had uh, this group of high net worth individuals organizations come together to 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 all mutually want to achieve the similar thing and that's um, to launch the CPL. Um, so, you know, I think we all really appreciate um, the magnitude of that work and that effort um, and, and, the, and the dollars behind that. Uh, you know, so, so when we say, yeah, we want to be part of the CPL one day, of course, I think from an ambitious club um, that doesn't say that, say that, you know, in an area like we're positioned in that could definitely support a club. You know, there's about 450,000 people um, in about an hour distance or an hour and a half distance. Uh, and that might be on the low end. So certainly an area that we believe in. Uh, from how are we going to do that? I mean, it's very preliminary at this point. And it's it, frankly probably a little bit premature to talk about 1812 FC going to the CPL. I think what we need to really focus on is nailing uh, the next two to three years. Let's, let's, let's achieve what we continue, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis, let's, let's continue to try to achieve uh, what, we're, what we're ultimately 
um, looking to do in the next year or two. And then, you know, then we can get, get it into these interesting discussions about the CPL um, or, or the next steps for the club, just, just in generally. But, you know, we want to, you know, we wanted to build the foundation of this club, bringing on guys like Julian, Francis, that's, those are some of the key pieces. And we'll continue to do that with the managers, um, other head, other head office staff, coaches, players, um, agreements with universities in the area, the professional teams, um, you know, and then, and then it's, let, let's build a game day that can excite the community. Let's get the community rallying again around us. Um, and be success not only off the field, or sorry, on the field, but off the field as well. Um, so, you know, it, as we keep on building up these steps, and there really are steps to this, right? Then we'll get to, you know, our five-year plan. But, um, you know, what's what I wake up thinking about is not, I want to get to the, C, I want Barry, or 1812 FC to get to the CPL. It's, I want to, you know, be prepared for 2021. You know, so, so um, you know, our goal, you know, is be competitive, have a competitive team in 2021 um, and 2022 compete in the Canadian Championship. I think that's uh, a realistic goal and, uh, you know, a goal that we're, you know, putting out there that we want to, uh, we want to win, uh, we want to uh, live up to. From the fans' perspective, non-1812 indoors, but if we can go from a Reddit post to a football team within a year, we'll see you in the CPL pretty soon. <laughs> I, definitely, I, I can guarantee that because, like, to be honest, guys, like, if, if you guys make it to the CPL, it, it's not only great for, for, for Canadian football and for the CPL, it's great for you guys for the exposure, but also you guys are going to be that only club that built from scratch because a lot of CPLs are looking for expansion and they just, like, do it for look what happened with the yeah. what they pull up something mir- uh, miraculously in what like six months yeah, no, exactly. think, for you I, guys from yeah. the scratch having supporters having a, yeah. a, a backup team having a women's league it it, it it will be a great story to tell yeah and similar to what we were talking about earlier was about players you know mm-hmm. clubs all have their own path and their own kind of development pathway as well i mean look at fc edmonton and they've been around for some time and done, you know, they did great things in under Colin Miller in the NASL. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, uh, I guess there, there is some history with some of these clubs in the CPL. Um, you know, it's Atletico, Atletico Ottawa. I, I think it's, you know, tremendous that a, an organization like that comes into Canadian soccer, invests into Canadian soccer. Definitely. Uh, you know, and brings their, their technical knowledge and knowledge of how to run a club into our country and ultimately will benefit the players and the Canadian soccer ecosystem. So I think the important thing here is that there's a group of, of like-minded individu- individuals that are all working towards a common goal. Um, I think you know, we're starting to see that at the, thir- at the third division now, right? Like BC... Um, Soccer Association is pushing for a third tier similar to what we have in Quebec and what we have in uh, Ontario. So to see the game kind of slowly grow in that fast, it's pretty exciting. Um, and, you know, we, we want to be a part of that. We want to make sure that we're, we're supporting that movement, uh, you know, here locally in the her, her region. So, Ronan, it's not true that uh, Shelbourne are going to do an Atletico Madrid and, and- take over the club or anything like that that's not true 
Yeah, shells are running in League of Ireland with the second smallest budget, uh, and they'll be looking to stay up this year. But uh, let me know when they have the check. They'll just try and buy it in Barry's tea bags or something, man. That's all they can <laughs> <have> <laughs> so. I mean, Shell's checks have had a, a history of bouncing as well. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, they can sponsor well. your basketball team. Uh, yeah. so, so, like, what's the uh, what, what what are the um, the infrastructures that you guys have in place in Barry, and what's the plan? Yeah. for pitching? Now that's that's a great question, and 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 it's an exciting question, really, because when you go to Barry. And I hope, you know, down the line, we'll have you guys down there for a for second high of a Canadian championship. So when, when you go to Barrie, there's, there's the Barrie Soccer Club. They have a, uh, a great clubhouse there that, that's part of our affiliation agreement that we'll be able to utilize. So it has offices, uh, meeting rooms, boardroom, large team room, with, you know, projectors, great for video analysis with the clubs and with the teams, uh, camps and clinics, bringing in folks. Then they Barrie Soccer Club actually owns right on that site three full-size uh, natural grass pitches wow um, you can look it up and google google earth it but it's nine nine i want to say it's nine curry street midhurst ontario uh, yeah that's it but it's it's a phenomenal phenomenal setup there and uh they have uh, irrigation water system on site pitches are clean uh, proper natural grass, great for training. So we'll be doing all our training uh, predominantly out of Barry Soccer Club. Uh, and from a game perspective, there's Georgian College there. So Georgian College is a uh, has multiple campuses in the Peronia region. Uh, great school from an academics perspective and a skills perspective. Uh, done phenomenal things, I think, for the for the for the uh, for the region. So they're and they have a nice little 500-seated venue uh, with both stands for 500, um, standing room for about 1,200 today. So that's as is. So that, that will be our, our home venue for, for the foreseeable future. Uh, we'll, we'll, we're really looking at adding some unique things to this game day experience to, to have a, a, uh, a, you know, a, a vibrant, really, uh, game day experience where, you know, you bring – uh, yourself with your buddies or you bring you, your son or your daughter and it's something that uh, that's going to get the blood flowing and uh, you know and when you're walking up to game day there's actually two parking lots so there's one large parking lot that can fit enough cars to, to you know to fill the the campuses in the surrounding area and then there's a smaller parking spot, parking lot right by the field so we're going to be working with uh, Georgian College to set up a little game day uh, game day festivities there vendors activities uh, other programs there. Uh, then you'll walk under, you know, kind of there's actually a gate, really, really neat little gate. And, uh, and then walk out to the game day pitch. Uh, full length field, nice, nice size field. Um, I think Julian was pretty impressed with it when he was uh, walking around there. Scoreboards, uh, home and away, nice, really nice facilities in terms of locker room, showers, physio room, uh, restroom, coaches room in the college itself. Uh, so from a league one perspective, if we want to think about how that fits in uh, this, this venue fits, it fits quite well, kind of really matches all requirements. Um, and, and we're going to be doing some unique things to help improve it, help improve the atmosphere, help improve and give, uh, you know, Ronan uh, supporters group, Kevin Falk crew, 
uh, a nice section there uh, to help them kind of grow and, and be center stage, so to speak. Um, but yeah, I think we're, we're pretty excited about the facilities um, just in general, the infrastructure in general. Then, you know, if I go on, I mean, if, if the area just has so much potential, um, each one of these 17 regions has their own or 17 clubs have facilities in their communities. Um, Springwater is, is just uh, five minutes down the road, has a whole series of, of pitches, you know, with lights that could host um, training as well, natural grass as well. Barry Soccer Community Center has about 11 pitches. Um, you know, I think one of the very attractive things about this opportunity is, is this isn't an overly concentrated market at this level. Uh, you know, if we go into other areas, uh, obviously there are bigger metropolitan areas in the country, uh, Vancouver, Montreal, Toronto, GTA, those are very competitive markets where there are many, many people trying to, trying to schedule that field, trying to get the top players, you know, trying to, you know, compete at this, at this level where we are, are an opportunity to hear where at this level, we're going to be kind of, uh, um, you know, really complementing the, the youth teams that are already in there, um, but but working at you know kind of the more senior level. This is great. And to Ronan, where are, these are the match facilities. Everything sounds amazing. What about the after match facilities? Ronan, can you share <laughs> uh, with yeah. the bars and everything? Yeah, we've, <laughs> we've, we've, we've already partnered up with a bar, so I'll give them a shout out. It's the British Arms, which is in downtown Barry, which is going to be our official HQ and venue. So that's going to be, yeah, uh, will we go for a, a, a couple of scoops before and afterwards? <laughs> yeah, I think it was pretty unique. And so uh, in the summertime, we've, we've got our first shipment of scarves in and, and we wanted to start involving the community. And um, so what we did is what we, we chatted with uh, about half dozen, or sorry, about a dozen to dozen and a half uh, different restaurants right in the core of Barrie. And, uh, you know, you can look at our Instagram. We have uh, a bunch of different restaurants in the area that have our, 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 our scarf now hanging there. You know, they took pictures. Right. They, they supported us. And uh, we, we really want to develop a good relationship with that community. I think it's a, it's a, it's a good fit for us, for sure. And have you guys got a, a mascot lined up? It's like how you dressed in a leprechaun suit. Is it Ronan? No, but if you look at the, the yeah, good one. <laughs> I get that one all the time. But um, if you look at the Kempfield Crew uh, logo, as different to the eighteen twelve logo, it's like a, a sea monster on it. Because in Kempfield Bay, as when I was doing research on this, there was a there's a local legend that they have a Loch Ness type monster in the in in, in the bay called Kempfield Kelly. So yeah, that's. That's our little logo. So yeah, I That's think awesome. between the supporters club, we're going to be drawing straws to see who gets into it. Basically, whoever drinks the most, man, it's amazing. So, <laughs> so like, so to be honest, you can just hear the passion it was in, it was now that the, the boat is about this project. It's incredible. Uh, really want to thank you so much for hanging out and talking to us about it. Yeah, fun. man, it flew by here. Yeah, and it's you know it, it's like also show you like that. Football is getting stronger here in Canada. You know, yeah. we're going to have the next generation of Alfonso Davises and Jonathan Davis coming through. Yeah. And who knows, they could be coming from Barry. So before I let you guys go, if you want to just let us know, uh, Sarah, do round and just the, your social media, how people can reach out to you and get involved with the, uh, with the crew. 
Yeah, no problem. Uh, we've got we're on Twitter, uh, Kettenfeld Crew. That's with a K E N P F E L T Crew. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram, official Kemp Crew, uh, Kettenfeld Crew, uh, Facebook, and yeah, um, yeah. If you get through it to any of those, yeah, you get through to me. And you can also find them at uh, holding up the bar at the uh, British Arms. And, uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and, for, and for you then, Peter, how can people find the club? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're live on uh, all, all social platforms at 1812FC. So log on, follow. We uh, try to be as active as possible and, and engaging as possible. It's part of kind of what we're trying to do here, right? It's, uh, it's make sure that we're engaging the fans uh supporters guys like uh, us on this call in um in the clubs and the development of the club because i think that could be pretty interesting uh going forward yeah like i i i just love like that you have like the little teasers before you announce stuff and it's been it's been great just waiting for this stuff to happen and you know like yeah. big surprise francis was a big surprise uh, you, you're going to announce Ronan as your main striker for next season. Yeah, be- yeah. No, no, I thought we will settle on mascot Ronan. But now we're never picking up the striker. I've got, I've got more chance of getting in the Barney suit than into me. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. So, lads, no, thanks. Yeah, so- no, so we're, we're, we are, are very excited about our next couple of months and then a couple of announcements that we have lined up. Uh, so we'll, we'll do something similar, likely uh, Zoom call. So we'll have to make sure that, uh, that the three of you on this call uh, – Anthony, Carlos are on it. Um, Ronan, of course, will be there. But uh, yeah, you won't get rid of me. <laughs> of you are on it. Uh, so our hope is to announce some coaches over the next couple couple uh, couple of months. Then we'll uh, we'll follow that up with some players. So we'll definitely the kid, be uh, the kid the kid reveal probably. Yeah. <laughs> So, so that's it. Like you know, like we're 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 really excited for what's happening out there. It's it's amazing to see this happen. Um, it's an exciting time for Canadian football. I want to thank you guys again for hanging out, and uh, yeah, of course, we'll talk to you soon. And um, we'll yes. we'll drop all your social stuff on their page and uh, awesome, get following man. the lads. Awesome. All right, thanks very much, guys. Appreciate it. No worries. Have a good one, guys. Great, Great guys. No worries, guys. Take care. Take care. Ciao. Cheers. Bye. Right, folks, please. Time to drink up, folks. Get out. Out to fuck. Again, to Ronan and Peter for hanging out with us and talking some football. Uh, please give the crew and the club a follow over on social media. The club really does deserve everyone's support, so help out where you can. Thanks to Carlos for his input, too. Uh, Carlos is the man that does all our graphics. The man is a craftsman, so uh, give him a follow over at Benny Galazzo on Twitter and Mr. Benitez on Instagram. You should check out some of his incredible merch over at DSFootball.com. It is some of the best stuff I've seen. It really is worth checking out. If, like me, you're an Irish immigrant or you have Irish heritage, give our friends at Irish in Canada One a follow over on Instagram. It's a great resource for Irish people in Canada. It's also a great way to connect with your fellow Shamrock-loving, Guinness-drinking crazies. So definitely worth checking those guys out. Also, the peeps over at Block 108 Ultra is telling me that they have a new online store opening up in the next couple of weeks. Keep an eye out there, too, as they have some really cool designs. So if you're a Wanderers fan, I definitely recommend checking that out. And their, their stuff is incredible. It's great stuff they're doing over there. Uh, you can follow our show on social media at down the pub pod on instagram and down the pub c1 on twitter chris unfortunately couldn't make the show this week but you can follow him over on instagram at chris stosky 
We have another great show lined up with one of my favourite players from the Island Games, Nate Navilla. So make sure to check that one out next week. Finally, thank you to every one of our listeners. We really do appreciate our support, whether it's through the podcast here or on social media. We really do appreciate all your support. So until next time, dear listeners, stay safe, wash your hands, and cheers. You've been listening to the Down the Pub podcast, recorded in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Head to downthepub.ca to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.